a straw man, an intentional, misrepresented proposition that is set up because it is easier to defeat than an opponent's real argument. You've heard it in September, recently came out, that the Attorney General of Kentucky stated that the grand jury cannot go in and continue to press charges on Breonna Taylor's murderers, the cops. And all of a sudden, the country erupted. I mean, in Kentucky, there was protests. Two police officers got shot. And in this, before the warning, the Attorney General said that we cannot go for mob justice. And as a black man, he understands. It is so interesting how corrupt this really goes, where there can be a case where literally the attorney general, the head honcho of prosecutions in the state can come through and say that this case is not, does not even have enough evidence to proceed with charges other than the one wanton endangerment or reckless endangerment for the officer who fired, I think it was like over 10 shots into the apartment complex. Just some crazy stuff, honestly. But you know probably by now that three officers were involved. Only one got charged with the wanton endangerment. He can spend up to five years. And the other two are off scot-free, including the person who actually shot Brianna Taylor. So it looks like the guy who was randomly spraying in an apartment complex, randomly spraying into other people's apartments, it looks like he'll do some time. But the person who actually shot Brianna Taylor will do nothing. Now... As a person who's listened to the facts and read a lot, you know, and kind of listened to what the attorney general said, everything that he said makes sense. Apparently, the police went there. They knocked and announced like the warrant said. Um, there was even a neighbor to collaborate a story or corroborate a story. I don't even know what that word is that. The cops announced her presence. And that literally, because the boyfriend at the time, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend, shot first, if it is the case that the warrant said that, you know, they knock and announce and then they ended up knocking and announcing, and that Brianna Taylor's boyfriend shot first and hit one of the officers, the officers therefore are justified in returning fire. And with those facts presented to the grand jury, um, it is reasonable that the grand jury did not press charges or think that there was enough to further push for a conviction. However, let's be real for a second. Are you really buying this? And furthermore, does this not further excel the narrative that there's corruption and in this podcast, I want to talk about the corruption because it is so obvious and so blatant that it's almost absurd that they think that they could get away with not actually talking about the true facts 
of the situation instead of strawmanning the whole thing. So the biggest thing in contention is the grand jury process in general. So the grand jury is different from a normal trial jury that you're thinking of, you know, you know, think of it as, you know, 12 of your peers or 12 or 20 of your peers. But it's different in the sense where it's more secretive. No one really knows what goes on. No one really knows the evidence that's presented. It's all in secret. All, you know, back in the day used to for anonymity, used to, of course, hide people's identities. Um, you know, it's, it's good in that essence. And it kind of doesn't make sense anymore. The reason it doesn't make sense is, you know, I was reading this Vox article and basically there's a quote in the Vox article that basically states that a prosecutor can literally get the jury to think whatever he wants. It is only the prosecutor there sharing information with the jury. There is no defendant. No one's defending anybody in this situation. It's only the prosecutor. And I know what you're thinking. Well, the prosecutor's job is to prosecute these officers. But just know this about the legal system. The prosecutor depends on his relationship with cops to do his job. Can you think about a trial where you're prosecuting someone where you won't have to think about the police at all? where you won't need their wiretaps, their information, their evidence, where you won't need their testimonies. Like, as a prosecutor, you depend on, you literally depend on police for your cases. There's almost nothing you can do without the police providing evidence. You need them. They are your best friends. And just when we go back to 2014, when we look at all of these other cases where, you know, a black person was shot by the police, like think about Michael Brown shooting, um, they couldn't get anything. They couldn't get the grand jury to basically, it has to be, I think, around nine out of 12 of them or like, what is that, like 75% of them need to agree that actually there is enough evidence or to have probable cause that a crime might have took place. And the reason that in this case enough evidence wasn't presented is because the prosecutor is basically incentivized to show conflicting information or show information that would give the grand jurors enough reasonable doubt that I actually don't think that a crime took place here by the police. But if the prosecutor was independent and didn't rely on future business with the, you know, the local police station, then, of course, he could present enough information to actually go through with a trial. The conflict of interest here is absolutely ridiculous. And it's insane that even in this situation, they would put a local prosecutor, someone that depends on the police's evidence to proceed with this trial absolutely insane now once you get past the part of grand jurors it gets even more insane the first thing that's super insane about the whole thing is that literally there was other people in the apartment building saying that they did not hear the cops say that there were cops. Now remember, when the cops came to Brian Taylor's apartment building, they were in plain clothes. They were knocking on the door in a cheap apartment building. 
I'm sorry, but if you scream, cops, open up, cops, open up, people can hear you. Okay, it's you, like, like it's not. It's very unreasonable to think that they can hear the banging, but they can't hear you shouting that you're cops. Now, in Brianna Taylor boyfriend, her his statement, he says that he asked many times, "Who is it?" and no one responded. The cops said they say they're cops, but a lot of different witnesses said they didn't hear that. And more importantly, the guy asking, "Who is it?" did not hear it. So Brianna Taylor's boyfriend thought he was shooting at Brianna's ex, which was, you know, a drug dealer, the person that they're actually looking for. And the cops thought they were shooting at the drug dealer, the person that they're looking for. And another question comes into play. Well, the first one is that the cops, it doesn't even, it's not even for sure that they're telling the truth on it because there is many inconsistencies with their police report. The first thing that sounds so insanely crazy is that 40 minutes before they went for the with the warrant to Brown Taylor's house, it is reported that the drug dealer, Brown Taylor's ex-boyfriend, was caught. They performed two raids at the same time, and they already had the person they were looking for in custody. I mean, are, are you kidding me? How on earth did you already have the person and you're still executing this warrant? It seems that they really thought they were on like CSI Miami or they're really on like some TV show and they just wanted to bust in the door. It seems absolutely insane. Other lies on the police report is that, you know, they said that they, you know, didn't bust open the door, but clearly they used a battering ram. Um, they literally said that, that there was no injuries to Brianna Taylor and literally she's dead. Like this police report was just littered with lies. And in a stand your ground state like Kentucky um, or, you know, the city Louisville they're in, um, a recipe for disaster is always these no knock warrants, like just absolute recipe for disaster, right? An ambulance is supposed to be on scene at the time. Like there's supposed to be an ambulance there in case any crazy stuff goes down. They sent the ambulance away. And even furthermore, you have body cams, right? Now think to yourself, when as an officer would you use a body cam? Probably when you think some crazy stuff is gonna go down, right? What is more crazier than literally performing a raid? I mean, my goodness, if there was ever a time where a body cam has to be mandatory just for, you know, looking at evidence, making sure you follow protocol and all those stuff, it would be that time, no? Like, could you think of a reason their body cams would not be on? And furthermore, doesn't it seem like it, there's very convenient that they didn't have body cams? Doesn't it seem like maybe those body cams would have been erased? Another crazy thing about this case, and as you're seeing, I'm just listing off things one by one, is that they were trying to get the coroner to lie after um, about what happens. There is just so much crazy stuff going on in this story that it's absolutely crazy that the only thing that came out is that there was wanton or reckless endangerment. Now, 
if you're thinking about the reason this is, I mean, there, there's clearly the reason is people are trying to save their own behinds because while people are all saying that these three officers should be charged with murder, which in a sense, yes, in a sense, no. Think about all of the other people that should be investigated. I mean, who signed off on this warrant? Now, remember, they're looking for Brianna Taylor's ex in the relationship, right? To get the warrant in general, right? An affidavit had to be signed, right? And in affidavit, it was listed the reason that basically a person put down that the USPS confirmed that they were the ex-boyfriend, the you know, the drug dealer, was using Brianna Taylor's house currently as one of the places to stash his drugs. He was using it currently, this affidavit said, when literally the USPS came out and they said they never gave this statement. So the thing that got them the warrant in the first place was based on a lie. Another thing is when you're doing your research and your searches on doing a no-knock warrant, remember, they're in a stand-your-ground state. Big stuff can always go down. You always have the risk of running into someone who's you know practicing their Second Amendment right of protecting their home. The, like, the stakes are as high as possible. This has to be a possibility, right? And you're telling me so little research was done that they literally still thought that Brianna Taylor was communicating and dealing with the ex-boyfriend? Like, they didn't realize that she had another boyfriend? There was no, like, stakeouts, like, before to, like, follow her movements to know that she was dating someone else? Like, there must have been a possibility, right? Or did they just assume that Brianna Taylor was, like, the big accomplice and she was the kingpin in the whole situation? It is absolutely insane. And the audacity of the attorney general to come out and say that, please don't, you know, look for mob justice when clearly justice was not served is astounding. And it just shows that if even the attorney general who is black and who knows, because this guy's a smart dude, who knows that injustice was not carried out, even if he is forced to say, please don't protest don't riot, don't do anything crazy. You know some real corruption in a system has gone down. Right now, the Louisville Career Journal has reported that six officers are under internal police review for the role in a shooting. Six. Six. And this is what is really coming out. Whoever got that warrant signed, under review. Whoever, like, okayed that second house being raided even though they already got the guy should be under review and of course the officer who went there the two of them shouldn't just come out with no charges i mean falsifying a police report has to count for something right like literally not turning on your police cam has to account for something right is that crazy am i crazy for suggesting that is falsifying a police report not similar to lying on oath in a court of law? Like, like, what is going on here? And we have to go to a system where grand juries aren't literally at the mercy of police stations. Why can't federally 
a federal appointed prosecutor be put there or a state prosecutor being used in that situation. So there is no none of this conflict of interest because a local prosecutor is always going to favor the side of the police, right? Or someone out of state. It just doesn't make sense. And it's ripe for corruption. Brianna Taylor didn't receive justice. Her family did receive $12 million. So of course that's a plus, congratulations. But if nothing is done about this, another thing is just going to happen. At some point, you know, all of the complaining, all of the protesting has to amount for something. And I think there's only one thing that really can be done here. Voting. Voting is so important. And not just voting for like, who do you want to be president, Joe Biden or Trump, but getting involved in your local elections, knowing who your DA is, know who's on your city council, a lot of people don't vote in the by, by um, elections. A lot of people don't. The numbers show it. And only by engaging in your local politics will it be possible. Now, I know it's hard because job schedules don't make it very basically easy to get involved. It doesn't make it easy to know who these local people are. And it's hard to find out the information. It really is. But if you have the time, volunteer at one of your city boards, whether it's the school board, the health board, you know, the economic development board, that's how you really get involved. Um, learn about people's names, learn who your city councils are, learn where the events are. Everything's online now because, of course, we're in COVID times. And I think this is the greatest way to get involved. And not only vote, but encourage people to vote. When elections coming up, learn about some of your few, you know, favorite people, your favorite city councilors, what they're standing for, and let your friends know about it. That is the truly the best way to make these changes. And every time one of these big events happen, um, use it as an excuse to share information that you have learned. Um, I think what this year is showing with all the record levels of protests is that we have a big chance for a lot of great changes to happen that benefit a lot of people. A lot of people think that Black Lives Matter is only a black movement, but this benefits everybody Poor white people get abused by the police like crazy. Like working class whites get abused by police like crazy. This isn't just a black issue. In my last video, I talked about a 13-year-old boy getting shot um, by cops, which is insane, 13-year-old um, white boy. And this is happening more and more to white people as well. And if we want to hold cops accountable and honor that contract of Hey, I'm not going to go put vengeance in my hand because the police are going to actually do it and find justice for me. If we want to start honoring those civil contracts that we have, then we have to hold the people in our communities responsible. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. But what do you think about Breonna Taylor's case? Do you think justice was served? Do you think people are going too far demanding mob justice? And do you think these killings that are happening at these protests, do you think this is just the start? Let me know. I'm on Twitter at, at FlySue and we, Fly Crew, have to take off. Yeah.